Hello, and welcome back to Peeling Back Money in Life. My name is Mike, and Casey is with me today as we bring you another episode to wrap up 2023. Today, we're diving into a topic that's probably on everyone's mind as we're getting close to the new year. How to make 2024 your best year ever. For a lot of people, this might be a time for new beginnings, setting goals, creating positive changes in your lives. So let's get into some of these key strategies that can help you make the most of the upcoming year. Yeah, so I'm Casey, and I'm going to get us started off with some exercise questions. And if you can or if you want to pause after each question to take some time to answer that, if you're driving, I highly recommend that you come back uh, and listen to this again and and write them down. Uh, Otherwise, make sure when you're able uh, to answer these questions, as they can have a profound impact if you take the time uh, to do them. So let's start off with fast forward one year from now. And imagine what it would look like and feel like to have your best year yet. Write it down. What did you accomplish? Why was it so good? Was it family? Was it work? Was it your health? Was it something else? Or was it a combination of all the above? You know, as as Stephen Covey would say in Habit 2, begin with the end in mind. So what do you want? You know, if you could wave a wand and create your ideal life one year from now, what would that look like? Dream and dream big. Sometimes we often let our our dreams just just flounder, you know, whether it's dreams as a kid or dreams as we were growing up and, you know, had got married and had kids and we just we just let them go to the wayside. So what do you want? Next, who do you need to be? As James Clear would say, when talking about habits, it's not about who you are, it's who are you, who you are becoming. So when we develop those habits, it's who we're becoming into our future self. Our habits make our future self. So who do you need to be? And start slowly creating those habits. Now, what do you need to do? So when you look at what you want to do and who you need to be, break that up into each. You know, break it up into a quarter, then this month, then this week, and now today, and right in this moment. So, you know, know, going back in a previous episode, we talked about setting goals. And those yearly goals, break them down into quarter, and then to month, and then to week, and today. And ultimately, it's this moment. So, what do you need to do in this moment to start getting you closer to where you want to be? And start today. What is one thing you can do right now? to move you closer to where you want to be. And one of the good exercises that I came up with, and and it can be applied to any facet, any area of our life, and can be applied moment to moment to moment, is a thing called Whoop It. It's from Gabriel Otogen. It's a four-step process that's backed up by science of helping make dreams become a reality from the tiniest of goals to the biggest of goals. Uh, I'll include a resource in, in the in the show notes, and it stands for whoop, wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. So what's your wish? Now, I'll think of all the obstacles that might come up. What outcome do you desire? And then how are you going to plan for those? How are you going to plan to overcome those obstacles and achieve that outcome? And do that from, you know, your next meeting with, with a coworker, or you know you're getting ready to write a book 
uh, or you're getting ready to develop a new habit and exercise plan or, or a creating a meal plan, whoop it. And then, and now onto the next exercise is reflect. So what prior years have become some of your greatest? Now reflect why were those some of your greatest, or, or, or maybe it's moments in time. What were you doing and what were you not doing? Because sometimes it's it's do, staying away from those things that we know is are not good for us. So how will you use that data to make 2024 your best? And again, it might be a whole year, it might be a day, it might be a moment. Of, of what you were doing when you were at your greatest. And if we can do more and more of that consistently, then we can have our best year yet. So what is that, what does that ideal day look like? You know, be, be detailed and describe it. And again, write it down, whoop it. Again, that's wish, outcome, obstacle plan. What is your ideal day? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What are some obstacles that might come up and how can you plan for those in advance? And one of the one of the big things with having your ideal day is being able to control your bookends. Um, it reminds me in the in the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. He makes a point that we have more control over the beginning and the end of our days than we do in the middle. So how can we create and, and master the uh, the AM and the PM? And in the in the counterintuitive thing here is PM actually comes before AM. So our day starts the night before. So what is your current PM routine structure look like? Or don't you have one? If, if you don't have one, I, I would encourage you to create one and then, you know, look at what that reality is and what that idea would be. You know, for example, what, what time is your last meal? What time do you go to bed? And get very clear on those. And then as, as you progress, you know, what's working, what's not working, and how can you tweak that? It's not going to come, you know, overnight. But once you start reflecting and and molding that, you're, you're going to see some profound differences in in your AM, your, your next morning. Because if you go to bed and you get, you know, eight, seven, eight, nine hours of sleep, you're, you're going to feel that energy in the morning. So AM, what's your current reality? What do you do? Is it is it like what a lot of people do is checking their phones right away? Or is it getting into more of a practice of maybe it's exercising or journaling or meditating that's going to serve you, you know, before if you have kids, before they get out of bed, what, what does that look like? Um, so it's not so much of a, a scramble and a chaos when they do get up. And do you have a structure right now, a routine, or, or do you kind of working from scratch? Um, and, and a big thing here is we want to be creative before we're reactive. So if you know if we're checking our phones or if we're checking email right away, that's in reactive mode versus creative mode. Maybe that's you know journaling or maybe that's working on what's your most important thing right now. If it's uh, you know doing a blog post or writing a book or you know creating something, it could be in your personal and professional life. But we want to be creative before reactive. And lastly, before I hand it off, back off to Mike, is we want to make sure we have bright lines. And bright lines originates from kind of the legal realm or lawyers when they're when they're establishing a contract. They want to provide clarity and they want to reduce uncertainty, making sure there's no ambiguity to to what's being stated. Uh, and how can we apply the bright lines to our everyday life? 
So this involves setting clear boundaries and setting clear goals. And, you know, I think of um, Jack Canfield's book, the, the Success Principles, and how to get from where you are to where you want to be. And there he talks about 99% can be very difficult. I'm not going to use exact words in case we have uh, children watching this. And 100% is a breeze. So that 1% can make all the difference in the world. 99% can be way, way, way more difficult than if we're 100% committed on something. So for example, we're setting setting clear rules about when and, when and what we eat, how much exercise we get, when we go to bed. So if I have a, a bedtime of 7.30 p.m., it's very clear. If I get up at 4 a.m., it's very clear. If I have rules about what I eat, uh, I don't eat processed foods, you know, all the, the, the more clear we are, the, the better off we're going to be and the more we're going to be able to reach those goals. You know, for example, money-wise, maybe it's maybe it's a savings goal or a budget goal that you, you're setting limits. You're setting that I'm, I'm going to save 10%, 15%, 20%, and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to max out my Roth IRAs, my HSA. I'm going to put X amount towards my 401k, or I'm, I'm going to, these are my budget constraints in each category. This will help you manage your finances and, and avoid becoming unnecessary in debt and reach that state of financial dependence a lot quicker. Or maybe it's um, establishing screen time or social media use. Like I'm only going to get on my email three times a day at these times, or I'm only going to check social media at this time for this long. Um, it's 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 setting it for like I'm going to check email at 8 a.m. or sort of something, and I'm going to do it for 15 minutes, and then I'm not going to come back to it till lunchtime for another 15 minutes, and then at the end of the day for another 15 minutes. And you set those you set those boundaries, so you set that deadline, and you're going to be way more efficient, and nothing else is going to distract you during that time. So that's kind of all I have to say a, a little bit on that. And now, kind of over to you, Mike, to to share some additional thoughts. Yeah, I appreciate that, Casey. So you just talked a little bit about you know what do you want? That was the very first question that you asked our listeners to write down. Um, just as important to that is what don't you want. Um, so you talked a lot about what you want, but we also need to get clear on what you don't do not want. For example, I want to make $150,000 a year, um, but I don't want to work more than 30 hours a week to get that. I don't want to be that 70, 80 hour a week person working to get that 150. So don't, you know, I don't want to miss a kid's activity. You know, that's something else I don't want. Um, I want long lasting relationships with my wife and kids, maybe for example, um, but maybe I do don't want to be lonely. And that's what's driving that. So another example, I want to be, you know, healthy and full of energy, but I don't want to be totally dependent on others. That's those kind of drive each other. Right. So, um, as, as we're setting these goals and what we want, set clear and achievable goals. Really the, the first step to a successful year is knowing what you want to achieve. As Casey kind of talked about, what do you want? Um, whether it's advancing in your career, improving in your health, or learning a new skill. You know, clear goals will give you that direction and, you know, motivation to do it. Also, you know, what, do, what don't you want? Less is more. You know, choose one personal and one professional to start with. Um, a book that I like by Michael Hyatt is uh, Your Best Year Ever. And in there, he talks about writing out all your goals, you know, and there might be 10 or 15 goals, but just pick two or three of them to work on right now. Um, otherwise, it's going to be overwhelming. 
Um, the next thing too is develop a positive mindset. You know, your mindset plays a really a crucial role in your success. You know, cultivate your positivity. You know, find ways to do this. Practice gratitude. Um, focusing on the good in your life. Uh, reframing challenges as opportunities um, for growth. You know, a great resource for this is a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, highly recommend it. We'll talk about it in a future episode, I'm sure, too. Also, um, create and stick to it. You know, create your plan. Stick to it. Write it down. You know, look at your plan every day when you write it down. Having goals is one thing, but being able to achieve them, it requires a plan. You know, Casey talked about controlling your bookends and, and being able to plan the night before for the next day. That's what a plan is. Um, you got to stick to it. You know, develop your system. Um, create, a, create a process. You know, your process should be more important than what your outcome is. Absolutely, Mike. And, you know, and, you know, going on that plan, though, it doesn't have to be a plan, you know, a big strategic plan that is, you know, pages and pages and took you hours to complete that you're, you know, handing in for, for a grade. It's It's your own plan. No one else needs to see it. So we don't need to get kind of caught up in the minutiae, is this right, is this perfect? No, it's, it's never going to be perfect. It's, it's going to be what's right for you. Um, and, and you talked about a couple of books there, and it reminded me of, of The One Thing, that, uh, a book called The One Thing. And I'll, we'll put that in the show notes along with the authors. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on those right now. But it's, it talks about just whether it's personal or professional, just choosing that one thing, and it's about what's important now. And, and Brian Johnson talks about this. Uh, he created the heroic app of targeted thinking. Now, what do I want? Is he, is, there's two questions behind targeted thinking. What do I want? And now what needs to get done? Uh, and now we want to kind of shift our focus. If we're able, if, if we want to have the best year yet, and we want, you know, what do we want? All those things. A lot of it, it's about, you know, our, our time management. You know, how can we improve our time management to, uh, help our overall well-being, that help our productivity, and you know better better organize our days. You know, in in coming up with 2024, um, you know, there's a couple strategies and tools that you know have come across that have, have worked for for the most successful people. And you know, how can you tailor those to work in your uh, individual life? One technique, um, you know, versus having a to-do list is having a calendar. So having a planner or a digital calendar to schedule your task and your activities and, and identify what those priorities are and breaking them down into manageable chunks. So allocating time slots for each task instead of having, you know, a 50 thing long to do list. And we, and we generally pick the ones that, that are easiest. We're writing down. We're taking that to-do list and putting it in a calendar and saying, okay, this is going to take 15 minutes. I'm going to put it here. This is going to take an hour. I'm going to put it here. So all those things then get on your calendar. And if something else comes up, oh, no, I, I, I'm booked. I have a deadline. I have this meeting. I, I'm not able to do, to do that. Or if something comes up, oh, I'm going to put it on my calendar. It's going to happen next week at this time. It's going to take this long. And, and, and consider when you're putting things on your calendar, consider time blocking. So is this, you know, is it going to, our focused, we're able to get a lot more done in, in focused sprints. So that might be 30 minutes and up to 90 minutes based upon kind of what research has said before, you know, you need a, a break. So it's kind of going back and forth between focus work and then a kind of a, just a short break. So about every hour, it's about five, 10 minutes, you know, to kind of take your mind off of it and then 
and then get back to it. That might just be like uh, a walk around. That might be, you know, maybe you use some burpees, kind of what works for you. Or maybe it's just going and, and throwing a, if you're working from home, throwing a load in the laundry or going to do some dishes, basically taking your mind off the acti that, that activity that you're working on to provide some uh, time to recharge. So, so we don't avoid, you know, we've heard, we hear burnout, we think of burnout kind of over the long term, but it's, but it's even burnout kind of in that day of, so then we don't feel as sluggish in the afternoon. We, we still have that same energy level that we did in the morning in the afternoon. And, and when you're doing those time estimates, provide some flexibility because there's always going to be unexpected stuff to come up. You know, we talked about the AIM and PM bookings where we have more control over those than we do in the middle of the day. You know, what, what could come up in the middle of the day that we need to provide some flex, you know, when we're creating those uh, time, you know, 15 minutes for this, 30 minutes for this. Well, I might need to have a couple 30 minute buffer slots, for example, within my day. So encourage you again to implement these strategies and what works best for you. Um, and now back to you, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to just to add to that too, right? You know, as you're adding stuff to your calendar, you need to make sure you're prioritizing those things. Take a look at, you know, everything you have to do and, and what is it that is most important now or, uh, you know, the most important task or what, you know, what's important now. Um, that way you can put them on your calendar in the order in which, you know, maybe they need to get done. Um, it's also helpful to really eliminate or delegate tasks that aren't essential, right? You know, allowing you to, to focus on what's really, really important to you and your goals. So remember, Time is our most valuable resource. Um, use it wisely. We all get the same amount of time. So, it, you know, those that get ahead are using that more uh, more efficiently. So the next thing I want to kind of talk about is, you know, Casey and I read a lot of books. We, we come across a lot of great information. In, in when we're looking at, you know, planning our day and planning our schedule, um, Kevin Cruz has this great book. It's called 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management. And so I'm just going to run through his 15 secrets because they're just, they're awesome. Um, so secret number one is, you know, as I just mentioned, time is your most valuable resource. How would your life change if each and every day you truly felt you, you used your 1,440 minutes? That's how we, that's what we get. That's what everybody gets. So, you know, how, how would it change if you use that to the maximum? Secret number two. Identify your most important task. Other people call that what's important now, um, whatever you want to call it, you know, prioritization. Work on that each day uh, before doing anything else, right? What is your one thing? What's your most important task? Secret number three, work from your calendar. Casey talked about this, you know, not a to-do list, so I'm not going to dive into it anymore, but that's from Kevin Cruz's book, 15 Secrets of Successful People Know About Time Management. Number four, procrastination. Uh, it can be overcome if you figure out how to beat your future self. Who cannot be trusted to do the right thing? You know what needs to be done this week. How will you ensure you, it doesn't get put off or left off? So it's really up to you. Secret five, accept the fact that there will always be more to do and more that can be done. You know, how much, how much better would, will you feel when you finally accept the fact that you cannot do it all. Um, I struggle with this one. I really, truly do, you know, because there's always more to be done. Um, but being able to stop a task 
knowing that more is going to be done to work on something that's a higher priority. That's, that's, that's huge. Um, secret six, always carry a notebook with you. You know, how much less stress will you feel um, when you start to dump everything into your notebook? You know, I'm, I'm one in the past. I forget things, you know, and it, it, it causes a lot of stress and, it, you know, anxiety when I forget things and can't remember them. Anymore, what I use is I use an app. You know, I'm an iPhone user. I use something called Notability. Uh, it goes with me across, you know, my iPhone, my iPad, onto my MacBook, everything. You know, I don't actually have to physically write it down. I'll just put in a note. You can use Apple Notes or find, just find something that works for you, right? Evernotes. Um, but be able to write stuff down when you need to, when you hear it and you need to remember it. Uh, secret seven, email is a great way for other people to put their priorities into your life. Um, control your inbox. You know, just choose a couple times a day when you're going to look at your emails and, and know that, you know, email is a big time sucker and, and um, just limit your exposure to that. Um, number eight, schedule meetings. Um, or attend meetings only as a last resort uh, when all forms of other communication aren't going to work. You know, how many times have you sat in a two-hour meeting and your part is only five minutes or you only needed to be there for maybe five minutes? That's a huge waste of, you know, almost two hours. So try and figure out a way not to uh, schedule or attend them if you don't have to. Secret nine, um, say no to almost everything that doesn't support your immediate goals. Um, You know, Warren Buffett talked about this in – you know, successful people say no to almost 90% of things that are asked of them. Um, which meetings, which calls, uh, which projects will you say no to? Uh, secret 10, 80% of the outcomes are generated by the 20% of activities. I mean, this is the standard 80-20 rule that we see throughout life. You know, 20% of your time is really going to generate 80% of your value. Uh, secret 11, focus your time on things that utilize your unique strengths and passions. What are you going to outsource starting next week? What are you good at? What are you going to outsource? Secret 12, batch your work with recurring themes for the week, different days of the week. So if you can get in the mindset of working on one specific activity, kind of focus all of your things around that particular activity. Um, secret 13, it can, let's see, secret 13. If a task can be completed in less less than five minutes, don't put it on your calendar. Don't write it down. Just do it immediately. Um, how much time, you know, does it take for you to put that into your calendar and, you know, when instead you could use that time just to do it if it's going to take less than a few minutes. Uh, secret 14, we're almost done here. Invest the first 60 minutes of each day in a ritual that will strengthen your mind, body, and spirit. Um, that's time for you. You're typically at your best early in the morning. You know, I spend my first hour of the day in self-development. I do my meditation. I do my reading, and I do my Bible study in that first 60 minutes every day. And lastly, productivity is about energy, focus, and not time. How will you increase your energy tomorrow? So back to, you know, we only have 1,440 minutes in each day. How do we get more out of that? We have more energy. How are you going to increase your energy for tomorrow? Casey? Absolutely, Mike. You know, going off that energy, it's about prioritizing our health. Um, that, that should be always at or near the top of your list, you know, no matter which year, which day that we're talking about, this includes physical health, mental health, emotional well-being. So making sure to get, you know, regular exercise, uh, eating, eating a whole foods, you know, balanced diet with limited processed food 
making sure you're getting enough sleep and finding healthy ways to cope with stress. These, these aren't things that are, are new to you or that you don't know, but how are we implementing those each and every day and are we doing it on a consistent basis? So it's, so it's about focusing on those fundamentals, eating, moving, sleeping, breathing, focusing. And some of those you might be like, yeah, I, I know I need to eat well. Um, and, and sometimes I falter, especially now we're talking about around the holidays, you know, you know, moving and, and moving transcends exercise. And this is from this is from Katie Bowman, where it, we can we can exercise for 60 minutes a day. But if we are sedentary the rest of the day, then then it's not going to work with the person who moves, you know, every 15, 20 minutes throughout the day is actually better than the person who exercises 60 minutes hard and then is sedentary the rest of the day. They're going to have more energy. They're going to be more healthy. And, and then sleeping. Yeah, we know sleep's important. We hear that, you know, we need seven plus hours of sleep. Um, not all of us have heard of the concept of it's actually time in bed, you know, versus. So if I'm in bed for eight hours, that doesn't mean I got eight hours of sleep. That probably means I got six and a half, seven hours of sleep because we're awake for, for different periods. You know, it's going to take so much time to fall asleep. We're going to be awake kind of in the middle of the night. So our actual sleep time is going to be quite a bit less. Um, so if you want to target, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep, then you need to be in bed for eight, nine hours plus. Um, and, and you'll notice profound differences and, and just getting staying in bed for that extra hour, for example. And if you're one of the people that think, well, I can function well on just four or five hours of sleep, well, try getting more sleep and see how you feel. See if you make a difference. Because the, the people that are able to only focus on four or five hours of sleep is probably 1% of the population, less than 1% of the population. And then breathing. So breathing, this is about breathing through the concept of breathing, and there's great books on this too. Uh, breathing through your nose versus breathing through your mouth. And this this is, you know, whether it's sleeping, whether it's exercising, uh, because the diaphragm is one of our most underutilized muscles. And just by breathing, it can, and there's different exercises, you know, box breathing, uh, there's, and that will increase your energy. We don't often think about the breath you know, when we think about energy, but it can have just profound, profound impact on it. And then focusing. So focusing, we talked a little bit about make, you know, what's important now, what's your most important task, and, and just developing that consistent rhythm. And that might be that to, to develop that, um, might be meditating, you know, to, to develop that muscle, or it might just be you know, shutting off your phone, because it's gonna take time. You know, if, if we're used to constant distractions of, of a DM going off, you know, just shutting off your, shutting off your cell phone or shutting off the email notifications so that we can develop that muscle of focusing and that will have profound impacts not only your productivity but your but your energy levels and how you feel and how you react you know to different stimuli that's coming in whether it's kids or coworkers or clients um, that would normally set you off that you, you'll notice that oh I'm, I'm able to be more patient I'm able to be more present and you know throughout this be open to change and adaptability. We, we know that life is unpredictable and the more flexible we can be, uh, it's, it's gonna serve us better. Uh, because whether we like it or not, life will be challenging, it will be hard, it will be painful at times, um, 
in different degrees, but but it's going to happen. That's just the reality of it. So so be open to changes and willing to adapt your plans as necessary. Uh, and then you know just kind of ending it here is practice that self care. You know Mike talked about his first sixty minutes. You know what's your first sixty minutes? What's what's your idea? What is it right now? What's your ideal? Because if we're not able to take care of ourselves, it's it's not a selfish thing. Because if if we're not able to take care of ourselves, then we're not going to be able to serve others. So if we want to be able to serve others and make a profound difference in it, in the lives and make the world a better place, which I think we all want to leave the world a better place than what we found it, then we need to take care of ourselves first. And now back to you, Mike. Yeah, again, I just want to reiterate, you know, everything we've been kind of talking about to make your best year is really investing, you know, prioritizing, but investing heavily in personal development. You know, your growth is not just, you know, we did our growth in our youth and we're done now. Growth is a lifelong thing. It's a lifelong journey. And, you know, invest in learning new things. Um, you know, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, they spend six hours plus a day reading and learning, right? Charlie just passed, but he learned all the way up till the time he died, you know? And, and so we need to con continually, you know, work on our, our, on our own development. You know, whether it's through reading, um, taking courses, you know, attending a workshop, listening to a podcast such as this one, you know, the more you grow, the more equipped you're going to be to handle whatever life throws at you. Um, the more you invest in yourself, the more you'll have to give to others. Um, and that's, you know, for Casey and I both, and, and for a lot of people, that's, you know, how do we make the world a better place? And that, that means giving to others. And so, you know, one thing that, you know, I don't, I, I want to promote it here, I guess, is we're not sponsored by them, but both Casey and I recommend using the Heroic app. Uh, we use it every day and it's huge for self-development. Um, that, that could be something that you throw into your regular routine. So, um, you know, find out what Brian Johnson has to offer over there at Heroic. Casey? Absolutely, Mike. You know, and outside of, you know, that personal development, it's how do we, how do we build those strong relationships? Because the, the people we surround ourselves with, they're going to feed us, you know, in, in good ways or in bad ways. Um, so whether that's family, friends, colleagues, you know, do you have any toxic relationships that, that really aren't serving your best interest? You know, as the old saying goes, the five people you surround yourself with the most is who you become. Uh, so, so, Mike, ha has anything kind of worked in the area of relationships that you would recommend for our listeners? Yeah, so for us, you know, one thing for us in, in the area of relationships, I don't necessarily think maybe like a husband-wife relationship, but really with relationships with other people, is how do we serve our community, right? What do we do? Um, both my wife and I are involved in our church, and we serve that way. You know, we get out in the community and we do things, uh, meet people, and, and build relationships that way. Um, it's just you never know who you're going to run into and what impact you're going to have, you know. And as, you know, as we talk about, you know, we build all these things up to, you know, make our best self, we're able to, you know, and this comes back to one of the cores of the heroic is, is we're able to make our best self so that we're, we can serve something bigger than ourself. Right. And that thing that's bigger than ourself is, is the relationships that we build in our community. It's, it's, it's how we build up and make the world that better place that we talk about. Absolutely. It's kind of wrapping up this episode, uh, encourage you to reflect and review regularly. Um, that it can help you stay on track for your goals and, and you know, help you make any necessary adjustments because things are always going to be evolving. You know, we talked about flexibility, you know, whether it's the day, the week, the month, 
um, no matter how small the tweak may be. And, and what I recently started implementing that I learned um, from Phil Stutz is, is a nighttime review. So it's, it's about taking, you know, five or 10 minutes at the end of the day and, and writing down what actions you took during the day and what actions you are committed to taking tomorrow. And by writing it down, we're going to eat, increase the odds of completing those actions. And we're also going to increase the odds of us sleeping better at night because we, we wrote those things down. So hopefully we won't be ruminating or, or as much ruminating on those as we're trying to sleep. Again, that's what actions did you take during the day and what actions are you committed to taking tomorrow? Just taking five or 10 minutes at the end of each day can have profound impact. Or maybe if it's not writing, maybe it's just talking about it to somebody else. Now back to you, Mike. Yeah. So as we kind of, like Casey said, we're about to wrap this up, but you know, remember is, is the journey in 2024 to make it your best ever is unique to you. Um, it's about progress. Um, not necessarily perfection, uh, stay positive, stay focused. You know, what's most important, um, believe in yourself. Really you have the power to make this year truly amazing. Repeat. It's a journey. There's going to be ups, but there's going to be downs. It'll be a spiral up and maybe a spiral down. It never goes up all the time. So there's going to be setbacks, you know, and how we choose to react to those setbacks is really kind of what defines us. So thank you um, for tuning in. You know, if you found these tips helpful, don't forget to subscribe and share this information with your friends. Let's make 2024 the year to remember together, right? So um, in the episode description, you know, in include a message for what you'd like to see. If, if this is helpful to you, you know, we want to hear it. If it's not, you know, we want to hear that too. How, how does it impact you? We'd love, we like hearing from our listeners. You know, we want to make relationships with, with you guys as well. Um, and I hope the extended tips and exercises from both Casey and I give you, you know, inspiration to make your 2024 the best yet. Um, whether it's personal growth or health or wellness, you know, we talked a little bit about time management. Remember that it's all about setting those realistic goals, staying focused, being consistent. Uh, embrace that journey. Focus on on the process. Celebrate what you've done. Celebrate your progress. And, and don't be afraid to seek out help or support along the way. Um, thank you for tuning in. And I'll give it back to Casey. He's got a few calls to action, and we'll get this thing wrapped up. Yeah, we like to give at least a one call to action at the end of each episode so that you can take uh, something concrete and implement it into your life. So if you haven't, go back and answer the questions at the beginning of the episode. And for a recap, they are, what do I want? Who do I need to become? What do you need to do today? Take action today. Whoop it. Wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. Whoop it. And then what's your ideal day? Controlling those bookends. The PM drives the AM. What don't you want? And making sure that you have bright lines. And lastly, for our disclaimer, this podcast for educational purposes only, as you think, as anything that you'd find online. We only give advice to people who know their personal situation and without knowing yours, it'd be foolish for us to provide advice. For advice, consult the experts you may have in your life, your accountant, your attorney, your financial advisor, essentially the people who know you and your situation personally. <laughs>